You're listening to the Carry On Friends Podcast, episode 38. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. This is episode 38. As always, I'm very happy that you're listening and I hope that you're also having a great summer. I've had a hectic month in June with Caribbean Heritage Month and just a lot of stuff going on. I did a whole bunch of stuff in the summer and I'll update you on that in another episode. But I'm also glad to bring you this episode with today's guest, Rashida Geddes. So Rashida is a coach, a mentor and a TV personality, and she is going to be talking with me on taking leadership risk in your career and business. So I won't keep you waiting any longer. Here's my interview with Rashida. Hello, Rashida. Thank you for being on the Carry On Friends podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Carrie Ann, for actually inviting me on the show. I love your podcast. I love listening to it. So this is great. This is an honor. Oh, thank you so much. So before we get into today's topic, which is taking leadership risks in your career and your business, why don't you tell our listeners about who you are? So, as you mentioned, my name is Rashida Geddes, and I'm a millennial communicator. So, as a leadership coach, my mission is really to teach passionate, purpose-driven millennial women how to find their voice, own their power, and claim the value they bring to the marketplace and the world. So, And I do that through personal development and leadership. On the other side of it, with that millennial engagement strategy, what I do for organizations is I focus on helping them and millennial leaders turn their employee potential into performance through talent development, training, and coaching. I help them better understand the behaviors of what I think is the most influential generation in the workplace today. And I provide training and program and initiatives to help them engage, retain, and promote their millennials. So I do everything that helps them around loyalty, which is a challenge for a lot of organizations today. Let's get a little bit into which island you're representing. Yes. Um, So I I live in Montreal, Canada. uh So I'm a Canadian girl. And I represent for the island of Jamaica. And I also have heritage in Trinidad. So I'm a Trini Jaken, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we love it. Um, We're just all over the place. We're all over the world. And that's it. And, you know, our impact is just like so profound. So I'm excited. I'm excited about your topic. I'm excited about talent development. I'm excited about everything that you're doing, which is why I wanted you to be on the show. And so, and let's start with the basic. What is leadership and what does it look like? Because everyone throws around this word leadership and it's like after a while, you know, we're, I'm not sure if most of us know really what it means, if it's the Mm -hmm. traditional meaning or if there's a modern age meaning of leadership. I think leadership means something different for everyone. But for me, it's really about walking in alignment and having a clear intention uh, to provide that which I think the people around me need the most. And for me, that is vision, motivation, inspiration, coaching, and action. So that's how I move through any kind of leadership task, and that's how I move through my day. Mm-hmm. And my my most important validation for my leadership skills don't necessarily come from me. Mm-hmm. It comes from the people I feel like I serve. So it's about them being able to live their vision in their careers and in their businesses and helping them facilitate that in a way that allows them to step into their strengths 
strength, stepped into their power, and what I think is lead someone else, because that's what we want. We want leaders to take on that leadership role and then to also mentor and leader other people. So it's about giving back and reaching back. So I'm creating that whole kind of cycle, and that's what I believe leadership is. And then what are general misconceptions around leadership that as you are going about, you know, with talent development and in organizations or one-on-one coaching, what are general misconceptions about leadership? I think in the corporate setting for me, the biggest misconception I often encounter is managers automatically thinking that they are leaders. You know, many people have been successful at doing both. But there is a difference and and that we need to consider that when we're putting people in managerial roles. And that's very important for talent, Mm -hmm. especially when an organization is going through a very uh, important time of change Mm -hmm. because they need someone that not only manages for the the operations, but also leads to make sure that, you know, everyone is understanding what the bigger picture is Mm -hmm. and what the long term vision is and that they can successfully achieve that. So um, for me, it's really understanding what that task is Mm -hmm. and, and oftentimes managers have been chosen by their company to make sure that the operations, as I mentioned, objectives are met. You know, they're tasked with making sure that people get the work that needs to get done, done. But leaders, on the other hand, are looking at the best interest of their followers. They aren't just afraid to, they aren't afraid to go out against the grain and to make a decision that creates true change in an organization. And I think it's about being distinctive of the two, especially in corporate and finding people or, or finding tools and resources that are available to your employees so that they can learn these skills so that they can be both managers and leaders. I see. Great. So a manager by title is not necessarily a leader. Their, their main goal is operational, operational objectives. Mm-hmm. A leader is the one who's able to be aware of the best interest of the team or staff they're in charge of. And uh, a great leader is one who's able to be able to bridge both of those um, successfully. Exactly. Um, Great, great, great. Love that. Love that. So for this topic, you're saying we should be taking more leadership risks in our career and business. What do you mean by that? I think that we often take risks every day. I think it's risk taking is really a daily act. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we think when we think about risk in the traditional sense, it's viewed as negative, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to take that type of risk. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not sure about that. So the definition defines it as exposing yourself to danger or hazard. So there's mm-hmm. uncertainty in risk, and that makes us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I think that we need to move through our day in, in terms of having a mixture of both risk and understanding that we need that mix of danger and opportunity because it's necessary to stretch ourselves so that we can achieve that next level of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in business and in the in the corporate sense, risk is a fact of life. You know, mm-hmm. we, we take it, we manage it. And me being someone that has a financial service corporate background, uh, it's something that you mitigate daily. So for me, it's really about understanding how do we mitigate that same understanding in a corporate setting in our individual lives? Mm-hmm. And how do we become, you know, cognitive of how we can create profits for ourselves, how we can create value for ourselves and the people that are you know, important to us. So it's what we have to consider every day and that will make an impact on the people and the employees and the clients and everyone around us. So I think being able to understand it and mitigate it and move forward in spite of it is really important 
important for us to do and for us to take on, especially as Caribbean women. Nice. So understand, mitigate and move forward in spite of the risk that's presented. Now, let's take take a step back. What kind of risk are you referring to that we should be taking in our career and business? Okay. So from the corporate sense, I would say a few examples of taking risks would be one, asking for the raise and clearly outlining the value you bring to the organization and why you deserve it. So many people have difficulty asking for a raise. They know they're putting in the work. They know they're putting in the hours. They know they're putting in the time, but they don't know how to articulate that Mm -hmm. in a way that allows them to stand in their truth and in their power and show evidence of why they deserve it. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's really about that. That's one type of risk that, you know, a lot of employees have to take or Mm -hmm. or do want to take and and they don't know how to approach it. Um, Another one could be, for example, going into a meeting and, and taking a seat at the table, being willing to raise your hand and in some cases stand or state your position boldly mm-hmm. when everybody else might be you know talking mm-hmm. it's about really being able to step outside your comfort zone and making making it clear that you have something to say and something of value at the table that's another way to to, to show a risk mm-hmm. um, reaching out to someone in your network or in your power structure in your organization to to you know pitch ideas or build relationships that that allow them to support you to mentor you and to potentially be your biggest sponsor mm-hmm. uh, so it's about taking that risk and, and maybe you don't have you know a connection to them directly but indirectly you might know someone that can that can help you uh, facilitate that relationship so it's about taking those risks as well mm-hmm. and uh one, you know, is applying for a position that you may not be completely qualified for, but you know that you have the potential to do great work mm-hmm. and, and putting yourself out there and making the, you know, doing that first step. So that's in the corporate sense of taking risks. And in for, for your business, it mm-hmm. could be, you know, making the ask and offering your services to a person or a company that you're interested in working with. Just making that ask and putting it out there into the universe and letting that seed grow and nurturing it. Uh, another thing in business could be raising your rates. Mm-hmm. You know, some people start off uh, at a certain value and they're afraid to raise their rates, but it's about coming into the value you know you offer on the marketplace and being able to stand for that in your rates. Um, it could also be facing your business fears and being willing to put yourself out there when you're not perfect. You know, we all want to have, you know, the ber- beautiful brand and great messaging and beautiful copy, but mm-hmm. maybe that work isn't perfect now, but it's good enough. And it's about putting that out there. So those are just some of the risks that we can take in corporate and in business to be able to get to that long-term goal, that vision that we have for ourselves. Right. But I'm sure that a lot of people, because what you're saying, it's absolutely true. And I know this, but what do you think is the challenge with knowing that you need to do this risk and actually going about and acting on these? What, why do you think that there's not enough people are taking risks? especially Caribbean women, or uh, I think it's more Caribbean women. I don't know if Caribbean men have the same issue, but why do you think people aren't taking enough risk when it comes to leadership? I feel as Caribbean people, we we often shy away from taking risks, especially as it relates to corporate, because it makes us uncomfortable. You know, I know that I like to feel right. good about what I'm doing. I like to know that I'm in a familiar place with familiar people mm-hmm. and I can play up that. But in corporate and in business, sometimes that environment is not created there That's for true. you. 
And you got to be able to be that that light in cold, Mm -hmm. you know, in a cold exterior. So it's being able to communicate that. But we we often try to we downplay that and we play it safe. So we Mm -hmm. play small and we try to blend in in the workplace. We don't want the accent to show up Mm -hmm. or you don't want, you know, you don't want too many bold ideas to show up because you're afraid how other people might look at you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and we allow that to guide us and allow us to be able to put us in a little bit of a box. So for me, it's really about aligning yourself to to how you need to play big and then moving in that one step every single day. What you just said is a conversation I had with at least two other people and exactly so with your friends who are just like big, bold and, you know, the back of mm-hmm. show comes through. But at work, you know, and it's not everyone. It's just it doesn't come across the same way. And I know I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, you know, we just want to just do our thing and leave. And, and and I said, I guess you said it's because we're not comfortable. But how do we move out of that place of where we're not comfortable? Or how can we make that small transition to say, okay, I'm not really in my comfort zone here, but I still need to push through because I don't want people to think that you have to be really comfortable to be a leader because it's not always that feeling of comfort, but it's like you said before, you know, assessing, understanding the risk, mitigating and moving forward. What particularly do Caribbean Americans can we do? Because I think we have that inherently. It's just that we don't switch it on when we are mm-hmm. supposed to. And I think that's the issue. And I don't know the disconnect or I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. For one, for me, it's really that understanding that that's a part of it. Mm hmm that that feeling is a part of it and you have to keep moving in spite of it. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the most important thing. And, and that's followed by having really clear intention. When you have a clear focus and you have clear intention and you know what you're set out to do, not only in your, your role as as it's defined, but you know what you're, you're supposed to be doing in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that self-awareness that allows you to be able to put more of a validation and, and a more of a, an understanding to what you're doing so that you can move past that. And Oprah Winfrey, which which I think is one of the most powerful examples of transformative leader leadership, talks about you know the principles of validation. It's about asking yourself daily: Did did you hear me? Did people hear me today? You know, did you see me today? Did someone see me? Did I did I make a connection with someone today? And did what I say matter? You know, did what I bring on the table matter to the organization, to the structure? When you have a bigger, clearer purpose as to what your role is within that organization beyond your job description, you move in alignment to that. Just to clarify, is it the validation, the one that you give to yourself or what you're seeking from others? Because sometimes I feel like we we wait on external validation to say, hey, mm-hmm. you did a good job versus knowing within yourself that you did a good job, regardless if someone sees it or not. Absolutely. And I agree with you. It really is about having that intuitive ability to be able to say, ask yourself these questions, but ask yourself, evaluating yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and saying, did, did I do what I was I set out to do today. And even if that is one thing, one connection that you set out to make for that day, one, you know, one relationship that you chose to nurture that day, it's about taking one small action and creating a movement with that and, and, and coming out of our comfort zone and knowing that we have to be authentic. You know, sometimes we just want to follow the crowd and you just want to, you know, you just want to blend in, you know, you're coming from, you're coming from, you know, already a faraway land, you're coming here, you know, you just want to blend in a bit, you want to, you know, want to live the American dream, or you want to just be able to achieve that like everyone else, but understanding that your journey 
is different. Yeah. You know, our journey from the Caribbeans, from, you know, Africa, from if we, if we can go back to our lineage is different. Mm-hmm. So we have a different lived experience and that allows us to be able to shine. But we have to really t- step into that. We have to tap into that and that power that we each individually bring. And when we are clear on what that is and we are clear on how we're going to be able to achieve it and we can do one step every day, then I think that we allow ourselves to move into what our real birthright is. And we see that through, you know, how many uh, amazing people in, in, that have come out of Jamaica, uh, you know, and have done it through sheer just work, hustle and work. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have that mentality. We have that spirit within us. And we, we just can't allow ourselves to dim our light, you know, because we're in a setting that we're not familiar with, that we don't understand. All right. Although it was an example, what do you have to say to people who are saying, well, I'm not in a leadership role. I'm not a manager. I'm not anything. I'm just a worker. You know, I, I think people always think of leadership and associated with the title you're given. So you're a leader if you're a manager, a managing director, a president, vice president, CEO, one of those titles. Whereas, you know, what do you have to say to people who are thinking that they're not in a leadership role and they don't have uh, a risk to take? I think that we have to understand that we, we cannot look for everything outside of ourselves. Our managers, our HRs, they're not responsible for telling us you know, or, or for, for guiding our career and our business success. Mm-hmm. We have to really work hard. You know, the idea that someone, you, you work really, really hard, you put your head down, someone will notice you, they'll choose you for the promotion, you know, they'll take you on as your project. They have to choose you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're thinking we, they have to choose us. But in, in essence, when you understand that you are the CEO of your life, yeah. You know, you are the you are the creator of your brand. You are the creator of your message and your career destiny. Mm -hmm. And you own that in your career. You own that in your business and you step into that. You move outside of your comfort zone. You take those risks every day. You will move into wherever it is that you want to go, you know, and this could be the the janitor from the person sweeping, you know, the floors in your office. Mm -hmm. If he has this thinking and this mentality and every day he makes one step, one action that brings him closer to what he wants to achieve, he will get there. He will become that leader that he is setting himself out to be. That It's inevitable. He's putting in the work, he's hustling hard, and he has the heart. I, I really love what you're saying because, you know, I know this happens. There's this one side of the, the, the room where it's like, we just go work, I will work hard. Exactly what you said. I'm supposed to see some work hard. Mm-hmm. I don't have to tell them some of the work hard. I'm mm-hmm. working hard. And then, you know, sometimes you, you, you are annoyed with the person who look like them non no work and all them do are the kiss up to the boss. And that this is our conversation that we're having. And then mm-hmm. you have another, you know, scenario where it's like, you know, anytime I talk up, I'm going to do this leadership thing somebody take my ideas i'm not going to do it anymore you know mm-hmm. we we struggle with these how how do we come back from that so let's let's deal with um so i think you've provided the solution for holding the head down which is we are the ceo of our careers and no one's not going to willingly you know not that they don't want to but we have to toot our own horns mm-hmm. but what do you say about people who are saying well i've tried to be a leader and i got shot down or somebody took my ideas what do you say to those people who've had those experiences and feel like you know once bitten twice shy I think when you understand that your value is not inherent in in just the words on a paper, you know, when I know that no one can do what I do the way that I do it, and I own that, yeah, and I move like that through everything that I do, every every piece of work that I put forth, that energy is taken with it. That will be the choice. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because I've, I've com- clearly communicated that in everything that I'm doing. So, you know, f- failure is a learning experience, Absolutely. you know, and sometimes we, we might overshare mm-hmm. and we just, we have to realize, okay, we, like any risk you reassess mm-hmm. and you say, okay, maybe I put myself too much out there. Maybe I thought, you know, I didn't listen too much on my intuition. I realized that situation wasn't the right place, the right time. You know, the person didn't feel me like I thought they felt me. Mm-hmm. And I overexposed. Mm-hmm. I overexposed myself. And it's about mitigating that risk. Mm-hmm. And companies do that daily. They have to say, okay, where am I overexposed in my investment portfolios? Where am I overexposed in terms of the loans and the credits that I'm out? How can I pull back and reassess? You know, so businesses don't become successful by giving up. They become successful by moving forward, forward. in spite. Right. I just love that. I love that because in that moment, it just kind of like I'm I'm thinking of when I'm watching Oprah, she's like, that's like an aha moment. It's like, mm-hmm. that's this risk that you take. And so what? I gave away a little bit too much of my idea. I have to reassess my excitement when it comes to sharing my ideas. Mm-hmm. And even if I've done that, I'm still carry and only I can put that, that carry stamp on it. So exactly. they could take that idea, but you know, and we've had this conversation, they won't necessarily execute it the way I thought of executing it. I, mm-hmm. I, I may, I may have explained it to them, the, the concept, but the way I would put it together, the feel, the look, the energy would be different. And companies do this every day. You yes. know, if, if they had a meeting with someone else and, you know, that other person ran with it, they don't like, all right, let's close up shop. Let's fire all these people. We're done. They're mm-hmm. like, all right, let's figure out how we're going to bounce back. How are we going to do this? And I think we don't do that because it's this vulnerability and this fear that, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I've put myself out there. All my ideas are gone. And you know what? Something just came to me. I am more than one idea. I Mm -hmm. am more than one, you know, business, you know, vision. I'm more than that. And if I continually tap into that resource, more will come to me. And if I shut it down, ultimately that well is eventually going to dry out. But if I keep, you know, tapping into that source, I can get more from it. I, it just kind of like smacked me in the head like a while ago. And you said that companies don't shut down when they have uh, an exposure to someone else probably coming out with a product before them. They reassess how they're going to, to do it a different way or what they could do differently. And I think we don't do that. We don't do that because of fear of rejection, fear mm-hmm. of rejection and vulnerability. Oh my God, I just love this. <laughs> you got it, Carrie Ann. You yes, got it. I love this. I love it when it comes together because I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't think, and that's the other thing, the transparency, you know, everyone struggles with it. It's just whether they'll decide to tell you that they do. Um, Absolutely. And those that do tell you, they bank in. Yeah. You know, those that do tell you, they bank in, they make profits, they sell tickets, they, because they allow themselves to be vulnerable. Right. And when you understand what risks you tap into and what risks actually provide you with this, the, the greatest reward, mm-hmm. then you want to move into that every single day. You're going to say, okay, you know what, maybe I'm going to concentrate now my time on these high impact initiatives over here, right. because they're the ones that are bringing me the most mm-hmm. in terms of what it brings for my family. And that's how you assess it as a business. Mm-hmm. So that's why being understanding that you are the CEO of your, your life and moving in alignment to that will, will open up so many, so many, so many thought processes. And you 
you will have ideas for days. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. if, if, if you tap into that, you will have ideas for days because you are constantly evolving and constantly changing and growing. And that's a, a normal part of the process. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Now, no. I know we've talked about some mistakes already, but, you know, generally, what are the like three common mistakes you see people make when it comes to leadership and not taking risk or in, even if they've taken risk, what mistakes are they making? So I think we 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 said that, well, maybe they've ex- overexposed and sold too much of their ideas. But what what are three common mistakes you're seeing? So for me, as I mentioned earlier, the common mistake is really about thinking that someone else is going to be in control of that for you. Mm-hmm. But what I like to focus on is really the seven skills that you can take to be smart risk takers. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have, and I'm going to gift this to your audience. Uh, you. So if they visit my website, RashidaGettys.com, they can download the seven critical leadership skills for smart risk takers. And it's just a one pager that you can keep on your wall, keep somewhere visible, keep in your binder or book. And you kind of assess that daily. daily. And that's what businesses do. You know, they have their plan in front of them and they assess that daily. Have I done this? Have I done that? What's, you know, the, their checklist. And it's about moving in alignment with every decision that you're making in your day. So for me, one, the, one, one of the most important skills is really being unapologetic in your purpose. Yes. Smart risk t- takers understand that what, why what they want is worth fighting for. They, they know what motivates them and they don't allow the negative, you know, naysayers, the, you know, the haters affect their ability to show up and make moves, even in, this, in spite of their, their fear and doubt. So when you have a strong, unapologetic purpose, you move in alignment of that. Yes. I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday because, you know, we tell ourselves a lot of stories and we have our insecurities and we hold on those are like our crutches and we're just like well you know I can't do this but you know as much as you try to kind of cover that light you know it finds a way to kind of peep through all the things that you try to cover it up with so yes be unapologetic about it don't care if someone says oh you're too much of this I told oh yes I yes. own it I tell them I receive it yes oh yes that's what you think I receive that yes yes, yes. yes. if that's how I'm showing up if that's you know and that's an alignment of what I I want then yes i'm gonna i'm gonna claim it <laughs> absolutely oh rashida preach <laughs> so the the second critical leadership skill is really having clear intention uh, so successful leaders don't just move through their day with just a vague plan or idea around what they want they don't just sit at their desk and say okay you know what you know, today is going to look like this and this is how it always looks. You know, they really are clear about what their goal is for that day and they take one risk that brings them closer to it. So whether that is reaching out to that VP that you had, a, you know, a talk with in the hall and you uh, you mentioned something to him and you you wanted to follow up or spark and, you know, a, a relationship. It's about making those connections, mm-hmm. making one connection daily or about making, you know, making your, and going back to the with Oprah and the validation. Do you see me? Do you hear me? And does what I have to say matter? Mm-hmm. You know, so if we're clear on that and you're clear that you've done one of those things every day, then you just mo- move off of that momentum, you know, and you keep building. Awesome. This is so awesome. And thank you so much for sharing that resource. I will definitely put the link to that in the show notes. They'll be in the show notes on iTunes and also on the website. I am looking forward to this amazing resource because I need to be doing more of that in my business and I need to be doing that more of that in my career. And, you know, I've, I, I, and as you know, I've taken a risk last year, I took a risk that has paid off in dividends 
Um, mm-hmm. So in the last episode of the, the podcast, I shared um, my um, experience and about what to expect when the unexpected happened. So I spoke about what was happening personally with my grandmother and what happened on a career level with my job. And as a quick update, because I didn't do an update with the audience, as a quick update, mm-hmm. I have a new position. And that new position is within the same company, but a role opened up that was completely outside of what my career history has been. And the reason why that role opened up is because of the skills that I have with Carry On Friends with the podcast and the blog. And there was an opening in the marketing department and you know, my, I took the risk in letting my um, management team know that I had the blog and the podcast. And I was very excited about what things could happen with the blog and the podcast. And they heard me. And, you know, I was, I was a bit insecure about it. um, Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if they're going to be thinking that I'm wasting my time on the job or my head is not in the job. But it was, you know, I like you said, you know, I'm unapologetically Caribbean American. I'm unapologetically an advocate for um, career and entrepreneurial development. And I'm passionate about it. I'm not talking bad about them. I'm not competing with them for business. So I said, why should I be ashamed to, to say this is what I do? And so last year when I had started that role, I had said it and people were paying attention and I didn't Mm -hmm. know. And so when, you know, literally, you know, an opportunity came up, there was an opening because someone else left. I was offered that job and it was it's just such an amazing feeling because I love it because now I get to do what I do with Carry On Friends all the time. And so it's it's really, really it's coming together in this conversation. It's all coming together. Um, and what I what I love about what you're what you're saying, because I was fist bumping throughout the whole thing, because I'm super proud of you for doing that. I think that's amazing to be able to. And, and that's what that's what I want organizations to see, that you don't have to go anywhere else right. to get what you want. It's just about you being clear about what it is you want and being taking those risks that allow you to be set up for opportunities yes. when they do come. Yes. And you you did you, you did smart risk taking right there. Go on, my girl. Yes, yes, yes. We are doing it. (laughs) So this is just the perfect conversation because every day and even in this economy, it's about diversification of your skill sets and and what you're able to do. Because sometimes people say, you know, turn your passion to profits. And I think we all think of passion to profits as this. There's this, this one clear route where you start up a business and you make money, but it may not work that way. My blog and the podcast is a portfolio for me and my current employer in a way. So the profit may not come the way that you think it's going to come. The profit could be in, you know, a less stressful job, more vacation time. And I think we money is great, but it's not always the indicator because as you know, in, in business or in um corporate, you know, when you think of a compensation package, it's not just how much you're paid, it's what your benefits are, how much vacation time, PTO you have, health be- healthcare benefits. You you have to look at the entire thing and not just the money. And I think we, we get swept up in just thinking about the money and not the other benefits that come with it or don't come with it before you assess a risk or an opportunity. I should say not a risk, but an opportunity. So, you know, I'm looking at risk differently now. Thank you, Rashida. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. And I just, I love what you said about being, because, you know, 
not everybody can be an entrepreneur. Yes. You know, you you're you're with Carry On Friends. What you're doing and in corporate, what you're doing is you're being you're able to blend the to both. But not everyone is able to do that, right. and not everybody is meant to do that. You know, we need corporate people, we need CEOs, we need people to be at leadership and on boards because we need these are people that are going to be making the decision for future generations of leaders right. and of Caribbean people. So we want we want our voices heard at the table as well, and the only way to do that is to move through the lines. Right. So we need people to be on the front lines and moving through the lines as well to, you know, to C-suites and corporate suites as well. So it's about understanding that you might not, you know, the, the glamorous lifestyle of a business owner is thinking that, you know, they, they, you know, they have a whole team and they don't have to really, you know, their money just comes in. But the reality is it's hustle and yes. it's work and it's hustle and more work. And it's about understanding that if you're if you're not good at doing that in your business and being able to mitigate both, you know, as some of us are doing, then you can be excellent in corporate. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're you're making any less and your values any less. You yes. know, you could you could. It depends, like you said, on your compensation. What is your company? What is the overall value that you're bringing? And you know, you can still get that value on the side as well if you're if you're intuitive and smart and want to be able to you know increase the sources of revenue that are coming in for you. Right. 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 Absolutely. And like last year, we did an episode, not everyone is meant to have a side hustle, not everyone is supposed to be an entrepreneur. You, we, and, and I love the way you put it, we still need people to sit at the table at the boards in big corporations to advocate or, you know, be a, not even advocate, but be an example for a newer mm -hmm. generation to see what's possible. For me, it's always an example of what's possible. Because if you haven't seen someone else in that role, you know, some people need that visual um, inspiration you know, to say, all right, this is possible. Harry Belafonte did this or so many other people, Cicely Tyson, you know, they all did this. So I know what's possible. And mm -hmm. um, we need people to still be in the business. And I, I really want to make this clear. We don't shame anyone for not having entrepreneurial ambitions. You know, was it you who said that we need to be intrapreneurs, meaning yes, in the company itself, you know, you can be an entrepreneur within your corporation and not necessarily go out and start your own business. So yes, thank you for that. Because we do need C-suiters and managers to still be in the companies because they they also help us you know as we move into corporate and move through the line so rashida may i tell us say yeah talk the things as we say <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so all right as we wrap up um so we have your um list that we're going to look at uh for you know moving forward as a takeaway or action items any last words to our audience on taking risk and leadership in um, or career and business? I think I would probably have to quote um, Dr. Venus Opal-Reese, which is a millionaire mentor. And she says, if you're not willing to risk losing it all, then you can't risk having it all. So if you want, you want, you know, the life, you want the lifestyle, you want to be able to provide for your family, you want to be able to provide a legacy for your children, you know, for generations, however big your vision is, whatever it is that you want to do, if you don't, if you want to have that, you got to be able to take those risks. Yeah. Because if you're not willing to take those risks, then you're not really willing to have it. Right. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. You can't, you can't try to, you can't try catch something with closed fists. Mm-hmm. You got to open your hands and opening your hands mean like whatever is in your hand already might fall out, but you want to catch something bigger. So that is a great way to end the show. Thank you so much 
for listening. Rashida, thank you so much for being on the show. I will definitely put information in the show notes as how you could get this amazing resource. And as we say, as I say at the end of the show, until next time, folks, walk good. Thanks, Rashida. Thank you so much. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends. <laughs>